0: TV.
1: welcome back everybody to let me ask you a question today have we got a treat for you we've got Brian Medlin and Brian Schmutz from the podcast Volcano Vinyl which is kind of amazing and a little happy and a little sad but on the Friday after this is released, they will reach their 300th episode and will also sadly be their final episode. Uh, but first of all, thank you both for coming on as a podcast collective to the show. Very nice to have you both. Thank you for having us.
2: Happy to be here. Thanks.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> any anytime. And you can come back individually. You can come back as another podcast any way you like it. <laughs> uh, but So we have Brian Medlin from Desperate Living and Brian Schmutz from Starting Line and also have many other individual projects. They're both musicians and so they're both dabbling in the podcast world and it's delightful to have them. So thank you very much again. We've also got, as usual producer ej5000
3: Woo. thanks <laughs> thanks for having me back guys it's a pleasure to do all the work
1: and uh get none of the credit i really appreciate it well we have you here because you edit <laughs> that's it's tedious so thank you for doing that and we got the grega man two weeks in a row or
4: maybe not actually one week hard to <laughs> say at this point
1: yeah <laughs> <Hard to laughs> say. but hey
4: i'm here this time i'm sorry i'm sorry i haven't heard or seen you all for a couple of weeks but
1: well, we love you so much uh, and it's good to see your beautiful face again. It's my pleasure. It's a tasty face. She got a tasty <laughs> face. Okay, so this week we have a question that was prepared not by me, but was prepared by the EJ5000, and it goes a something like this.
3: All right, take this journey with me. It's a little wacky. But in a world where we can no longer communicate in the regular ways, can't talk or write we can only communicate by cooking a meal that we are already able to cook what meal would you cook to introduce yourselves to other people keeping in mind that it has to reflect who you are and you have to be able to make it wow yeah
4: there's a lot of ingredients to that question, if you
1: will. That's a good place to end oh. our show.
4: <laughs> good night, everyone. This will also be the last episode of Lamaya. <laughs> thank
1: you. Yeah, let's all go out together. This will be nice. I came here for the penis
2: question.
0: <laughs> well, maybe you could prepare a penis. I don't know how you want to introduce yeah, yourself. You know true, true. We are guys named Brian get penis questions. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is usually the use. That's the use.
3: Because, I mean, I know, Anthony, you're not. I'm not uh, a cook. You, you can cook what you can cook, but you can only cook very limited things. So would you cook the thing that you're good at to present who you are to the world? Or would you cook something wacky and go for it or, or not wacky? But how would you represent yourself in a in a food
1: manner? All right. First question is, how much time do I have to prepare? Like, is this like I have to introduce myself to somebody the following day after these new world order is established
3: it's like a job interview but but no it's not even a job interview it's not even that weighted it'd just be like you're meeting up with a a new friend or a blind date somebody more casual than a job interview
1: but i guess what i'm wondering is in the time that has passed between the normal mode of communication and now like eight hours you get like yeah, eight no hours time to cook. okay so i'd make an omelet it's the only thing i can cook i'd pour a bowl <laughs> of cereal <laughs> What kind of cereal? <laughs> what kind of person are you? I mean, come on. How much do you know about a person by the cereal they eat? A, a lot. Does that count as cooking?
0: Is that is that just preparing? Yeah. Yeah. Where is the line? I mean, I would allow it.
1: Okay. I would okay. allow
2: that
3: under these circumstances. Yeah. Like a candy bar would be fine. What kind of food would you present if you can't cook? You know, like do you, what can you do and how would you present yourself?
4: Especially for Anthony.
2: Yeah. So in, in this world, do you... Do you just do this with everyone since you can't communicate at all? Is it just anybody you meet on the street that you want to communicate with? Do you just suddenly present them with a meal or food or snack? Is it all forms of
0: communication, too? Like if you see someone hurt in the street, are you like, hold up, let me, let me fix you up something? <laughs> I got some couch chocolate. <laughs> this is a magical meal that when you present
3: it to everybody, not only does it represent you, it communicates all thought, meaning and feeling from your entire well, life. You have
1: to do that through the food. You can't wink. Can you wink? There's no winking. And
3: once you make it, you have, a, you could have like a whole satchel of this meal prepared to hand out to everybody so you can communicate. But this is the meal that you have to have prepared for everybody.
1: I would find it hard to have
3: sex in this world. Yeah, maybe for you, not for me. You are a cook. Do you
2: prepare different meals for different things you want to say? Or are you saying it's always Your one thing that you give out to everyone.
3: I would say that you could prepare different meals for different communicative reasons. But in this specific instance, we're trying to introduce ourselves to somebody who doesn't quite know us yet. Someone who, this is our first impression. It's a
2: first impression.
3: I think I would shuck an oyster. Shuck an
1: oyster? I think that's what I would do. You don't know how to do that. I could shuck an oyster. How, How do you do it?
4: I think you think you could shuck an oyster, but you definitely can't shuck an oyster.
1: You just gotta shuck it. It's not crazy. It doesn't seem like rocket science to shuck an oyster. I mean, no no offense against the
2: shuckers. I thought the shucking was the eating part. No, the shucking is the rip it and open. open.
0: They're shucking and slurping. Oh, Brian, you, ha- you haven't been eating the shuck, have you?
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't. Shucks,
0: Brian. You got to
2: be all all yeah. oh, shucks. Well, you <laughs> haven't met me in that world yet. Exactly. But if we were meeting
1: in that world, you can guarantee I'd be shucking and you'd be slurping. Yeah. And it'd be a hell of a way to meet. Do you make eye contact still? Like, how much is there? No body language. Well, see, in this scenario, you are still you, so you would do what
3: you do. <laughs> so, if you present your food in a really weird way, okay, cool, get on, you know, like maybe the way you present your food is also a piece of of the pie. Uh, but we're talking about the pie itself. What right. do you present to be? What you know what what is the meal that would be you basically right. to, to pull
2: it back in this world is there just kitchens everywhere
0: I hope
3: so. just everywhere you go yeah next to every bathroom is a kitchen <laughs> that's gross but they're all unisex so you know it's that's a debate that we'll have to have some other time do
2: you have to carry around like say you you want to shuck oysters for people do you have to just carry them around all day in my pocket i would i would bring back cargo pants <laughs> and i would fill them with oysters <laughs> and shucking
1: tools And that's how I would say hello to people. I think, I mean, I like the the oysters actually kind of interesting because I think you would learn a lot about the receiving end of that more than maybe cereal or something so generic it's more specific
2: yeah i mean if if you came up to me and you're like here slurp this essentially exactly uh i think that would be you ask like how do you like have sex with somebody or ask somebody present somebody with sex that i would get those vibes i'll be like you know that's a subtext yes (laughs) like yeah this guy's making me uh right slurp some oysters like whoa i i don't swing that way and then you see my face like this (laughs)
1: <laughs> and uh it's a whole other layer yeah, there's got to be a lot of facial expressions
0: Tons. and like gyrations and stuff right and just like motioning like yes uh, are you too. allowed to do any of that or is it is it only the food and the the presentation of the food that is your
1: communication it seems like it's allowed. I think I, it seems like it's allowed to gesticulate and it's allowed to have body language involved. But I do think EJ wants to know what would say the most about yourself with the food. I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Thank you, Anthony, for saying what I said. Yes. What I'm <laughs> saying is, <laughs> is that, yeah. What's the meal that represents you? You, if you want to present it, that's cool. We'll get there. But what what food is you? And what would that food be if you were to like? If you made a meal and you left it for somebody somewhere and they're like, I, someday they're going to look at that and they'll be able to figure out who
1: I was. Like, what is that? Even, but, when, even if it is
3: a shucked oyster that's been left out for two years. That does kind like, of exclude, how though, how
1: you, the, the fact that you said you have to cook it and which limits me severely. Well,
3: you don't have to cook an oyster either. But I'm saying you have to prepare it in a certain way yeah. as to
1: hand it to somebody else.
3: Right. So it could, again, it could be a candy bar unwrapped. It's, that's fine. But what, what, is you, what is the food that is you that you'd present
0: to others?
1: Well, that's the thing. I think the food that is me is something that I can't cook.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like, like when you uh, initially proposed the question, it was more like, how would you want to introduce yourself to somebody with a meal? And my thinking would be like, I'd want to find the most nutritious meal possible. And if it took t- two days to cook, like I'd cook it and present it to them and say, like, look, I put all this work into this and this is the best shit you're ever going to eat. And and here's why. And I guy. would want to present it like that. Right. Because that's like the best way you can pitch yourself is be like, I, I put all this thought into like doing the best thing I possibly could for you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is that meal, though? Is it is it like oatmeal? Is it just a big lump of kale? What is that meal? Oh. I just like Google that shit. I just like <laughs> you, YouTube it like in that situation. It's not really me. It's me just like thinking like this is the best presentation of myself, you
2: know? Oh, yeah. So now in, in this reality that we're in now, do you feel like I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to expand upon your question, EJ, and we can get back to it. But do you feel like Brian and everybody else that you are presenting your best meal, quote unquote, to everyone in everyday life or in first impressions or you said you would take two days to do it but like brian like do you really care about first impressions that much oh, oh
0: no but i wouldn't be doing a lot of communicating whatsoever <laughs> like we're canceling our podcast because like i don't want to talk to people anymore You're like, <laughs> right. You're like, it's like no like i no I, I, in this world i wouldn't be doing a lot of cooking at all so so but that. Yeah that also goes back to my other point that if i did actually want to talk to somebody then i would really really want to talk to them Aww. and i would really want to want to present myself well you know i would
2: think in this world if you're going to if you're going to cook something or prepare something for somebody you really want to talk to them oh
3: yeah Yes.
2: Like, there's probably no. I guess there's no small talk in this world. <laughs> no, you you
3: want to meet this person to engage with them because you got to cook a meal to even talk to them. Unless you, know, this, you
1: got oysters in your pocket. If you got Unless oysters
2: you got in oysters your pocket, in pocket, you can you can be small talk. <laughs> the oysters in your pocket is like is like this world's like. I, I don't know, like guy who just goes around flashing people or something.
1: Yes, yeah, so I would have a jacket full of oysters. <laughs>
2: You're just shocking oysters every everyone you meet. Hey, kid, look yes. at this. <laughs>
1: yeah. I guess another, another question that this leads me to, this is kind of tangential, but uh, related some way, is in this world that we live in now, in the reality of now, actually, oddly, because we can't really go out to dinner, but in a world where you could, say, post-COVID, When you are eating dinner, how much do you not maybe pass judgment? Maybe judgment is strong, but how much do you kind of get a feeling for the person by what they order if you don't know them very well? Is it something you think about? Let's let's start with that.
2: It can be. It depends on the food, like and the person. And the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I think like first dates are probably like something where people maybe think about that the most. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did this person order the lobster just so I would have to pay that much money? Or that this or it's wild that this person ordered this messy like spaghetti meal because they're getting sauce all over the place like I guess <laughs> i feel like that's the only time i would really like think about and think about what somebody else ordered in that way
1: i think weirdly i just maybe i'm just a shitty person that's probably what it is. <laughs> oh, so, you, so you do it all the time i do <laughs> i think when i go out to dinner i do think about what people order and try to figure out like why they order that if i don't know them you know yeah, if yeah. i know people well those are people that I go to diners with. And diner people, it's like you don't look at the menu, you just order something. You just know what you're gonna get. And that I don't think about it as much. But when I'm with new people, I do think about that stuff. But this is enough. We don't have to go on that detour. I was just kind of curious. All
4: right. I'll, I'll I'll I got mine. I already I I'll just jump right in here. And mine is definitely and I think it partially it helps because I can make vats and vats of this and have it around. I mean, I guess slung <laughs> in a backpack or something. Vats. Vats, yeah. Bats, <laughs> but mine is definitely the the Gregor Man spam fried rice oh yeah because because it is it has enough ingredients encompassed in all of it that it tells you who i am but it's also just a thing it's not multiple things it's not a whole plate it's just a thing i'm a pretty i think like the think i'm a pretty simple guy i'm pretty straightforward so you're just gonna get a bowl of this stuff it's gonna be rice it's gonna be vegetables it's gonna be spam. It's definitely gonna be some scrambled eggs in there, and it, so it's it's you know it's got a lot going on. Nice, uh, nice soy sauce concoction that I that I make up myself with all kinds of spices and and whatnot in it. But then I just throw it all together. It's just gonna be presented. And and my experience with spam with most people is you, you've either had it or you haven't. And if you haven't had it, you have a preconceived notion of what spam is. It is a understandably disgusting canned meat. <laughs> but when you fry that that spam up. And I have I have turned many a people to the other side. I'm like, they're like, it's gross. And I'm like, okay, let me fry you up some Spam. And then uh, sometimes I'll just give you Spam and rice because that was what I grew I Not that I grew up on it, but it was like my dad's meal. If mom was working, dad made Spam and rice. That's all you had. But I make a Spam fried rice. So like when you taste it, you're just like, huh, that, that's not just like this gross gelatinized canned meat it's actually it's actually really good yes sums up greg perfectly too you look at him you're like he's a can of meat
3: but then you meet him and, <laughs> and he's kind of better than it looks I'm, like, I'm just a can of jelly meat and then you're like wait no but that's exactly what i'm looking you're for way man. That's better than it
4: no not not even that. it's way better than it looks well greg let's not go crazy what have you not had my spam fried rice No, i'm, I'm sure it's
1: delicious it is amazing i
4: mean that's the thing the spam fried rice it never tastes the same because i do not do measurements i do not do exact anything it's just like i make the little sauce on the side i cook some vegetables up and some some eggs and some spam and then it just gets thrown together and it's probably never the same twice sometimes it's better than other times sometimes it's worse but it's it's always spam fried rice.
1: I mean, at least you know. That's nice. All
3: right. So we got Anthony with his oysters. Yeah, I got oysters. We got Greg May with a spam fried rice. We got Brian with the healthiest <laughs> shit you could look up on Google. <laughs> so that
0: that was a different... That's more like if I was introducing myself to somebody that I wanted to make a good impression to, like you mentioned in an interview or whatever. But if I was just like, this is what this I... This is me. Yeah, this is me. Like that kind of thing. Like I've, I've really been doing the raw vegan thing this year and, and getting in shape yeah. and my diet's always been evolving like you look great thank you thank you you guys do too you look a shucked oyster over there <laughs> yeah. i would just like throw a smoothie together it's 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 kind of along the same path it's i like just googled some shit and, and i'm trying to find like the healthiest way for me but also like the most convenient and it's just throwing a whole bunch of sh- healthy shit in a blender. And it's one
1: thing. It's here it is. Yeah. I would very much like that. I would say, you know what? I think I can trust this. It's very easy to do. It's reliable. Yeah. I think that says a lot of nice things.
3: Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Before we go to break, Brian, other Brian, Brian Medlin. Do you have anything that you that came to your head in this scenario yet?
2: I, I guess I immediately just thought of like um of like a soup. Because similar, I guess, in the way uh That Gregory talked about, like you know, throwing in lots of lots of ingredients. You know what I mean? There's, I like to think there's lots to me. Now it, it's more just like I I personally like lots of things. Like like the way I am with music, I guess. And a lot of like what we talk about on our show and things. I I like I always am constantly like wanting something new and and something just all of the time. It's almost like this like weird ADD thing, almost in a sense. But like I don't know, a soup is like is like a a perfect meal to me because it's like so like comforting and warm and just like I don't know it just always makes you just feel like ah I'd probably make like a a, you know a vegan one because I have a lot of like vegan vegetarian friends but then also if it's a first impression I would like want to make sure that You know, I don't want to, like, give somebody, like, a meat soup. And if they just don't like meat, then it's just, well, there's a terrible first impression. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a wall I run into with spam fried rice. With spam fried rice. (laughs) So it would be, like, a nice, uh, just comfortable vegetable soup. What I love about soups is that they just, like, sit and just, like, everything soaks up the flavors. And it's just, like, every bite, you just get, like, the flavor of everything. I'm really
1: hungry for soup now. yeah
2: well and that's another thing too is like i figure if in this world you're meeting with people they're they're probably hungry i mean if you're gonna be making (laughs) something so like you know i don't want to give them crackers they're gonna be like that's gonna be a terrible first impression they're gonna be like well shit man (laughs) oh yeah if i make them soup you know they can go they can have a cup they can have a big bowl Whatever. Oh, yeah, it's just modular. That's good. Yeah, totally. Uh,
1: I, I mean, soup always works. I'm a big Meredith made the most. My girlfriend made the most delicious soup last night. Unbelievable.
2: I'm a big fan of the soup. I could eat soup every day. I love soup I, year round. I don't it can be 100 degrees in the summer. I'll still eat soup. I love soup. me, too. You, we were sweating balls last night. She made pho, so spicy. Oh, yeah.
1: Unbelievably good. And it was just like tofu, just a lit. it was so good. I'm
4: not going to lie. I would probably be like, oh, I'm a little disappointed that I'm getting soup. <laughs> but as most soups go for me, like I taste it and then I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, wait, that's really good. Oh, wait, there's spam in here. Oh. <laughs> oh wait, there's spam. Or even not, even if it's not spam, <laughs> I'm just like, wait, I thought this was just going to be like, you know, it's just soup. And then it's like, it's so much more because like you said, that's like everything comes together. And it's the way that everything comes together that you're just like, oh, yeah. All right. OK, I get it now. So much more than soup. It's almost like, you know, people might judge you at first. You're like, you're just you're giving me
2: soup. Yeah, you're giving me an appetizer. Come on.
4: Yeah. And then <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, wait, I could have had this or the salad. But I'm so glad that I got this. It's an appetizer or a meal. <laughs>
1: soup does it all. Soup really does. It really yeah. does. we really, really does. selling soup. I hope some soup person wants to advertise on let me ask you a question after this i'd be into this
3: well i think that's a good place to take a break on this break you'll hear music by brian so think about what meal you are and we'll see you right after this Back everybody! I hope you enjoyed those amazing tunes. Uh, We are back at. Let me ask you a question: a very special episode with the guys from Volcano Vinyl. Your last episode is coming out this Friday. What is the last record you guys chose? Did you guys spill the beans yet, or is this going to be a surprise? Oh yeah, we haven't really
0: spilled the beans, but we'll spill it here. We'll give you guys a exclusive. We're
4: going to
1: listen to uh,
0: Cindy Lauper. She's so unusual.
1: Yes. Oh, that, that's a great
3: choice. Why did we come to this? What was why was this the choice? Yeah, you know,
0: we don't want to go out on a sad note or like a serious or somber note. We, you know, we're we're a couple of girls. and We just want to have fun. You know, like we, <laughs> we just want to bop around and uh, you know, I don't know.
1: We just want to have a party. Oh, that sounds so nice.
0: Yeah. Did you guys have a, a
3: favorite album or favorite episode that you've done? Because this will be three three hundreds. A long time. I mean, we're yeah, that's a lot. around 200 so like we we know how much work and how long that is well you do (laughs) (laughs) it's true
2: the episode we keep going back to and keep talking about maybe you were going to say this brian uh and it has nothing to do with the episode it has to do like with the album and the way it crept into like under our skin after the fact it was eddie grant killer on the rampage killer on the rampage of course
0: which has electric electric Avenues, Avenue is track like one. the big
2: ah yeah I love it
1: Eddie Grant I'm I'm looking at a picture of him right now oh I love I,
0: him. I I'm
4: Googling it right now
1: <laughs> it's a, one my of my album. favorite
3: episodes of yours I haven't listened to the entire catalog as as a podcast listener you know I go in and out I mean no offense by that but I really love the B52s album that one like really struck me and I had a lot of fun with that and then I got real deep into that album after I listened to you guys listen to it which was super fun and how good that album is so. It was yeah, it's been a great journey with you guys and I'm hoping that our listeners will go back and listen to their catalog and your listeners will go back and also listen to what you've already done because it's just it's re-listenable. You're listening to albums, so it's super cool and congratulations on the journey boys. That's really cool. Thank
2: you. It yeah. sounds
1: like a lovely podcast to make, just sitting around and listen to an album. That sounds like unbelievably fun. I love the concept. In the in the pre-COVID world, it, it was a lot of fun. Mm, I see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it does get dicey with the uh the coves. Yeah, everything
4: true. gets dicey with the coves. True. Really does. Well,
3: speaking of the coves, <laughs> I am a really good cook, so I wouldn't cook one specific meal for myself. All right, oh, here we go. Would be like to say, yeah, it's like it's like the soup idea. Like I'm not one person,
4: so it would. I'm going to ask you guys about your one meal, and I'm
1: going to tell you how I'm going to make seventeen <laughs> meals. I'll be back in twenty minutes.
3: It would depend on the day, and so today the meal that I made because. I like to, I, th- I like to, this is really wacky and I've said it on the show before, but I think cooking is an amazing art form that is the closest to music because when you make it, it can only be enjoyed by the people in the room with you at that one time and then it's gone. It's one of the most fleeting art forms there is. You cook a good meal for someone, they taste it, it's gone. You play a song for someone live. It's only been performed that way that one time, and it's gone. So you can record it. You can take pictures of it. You know, it's not the same. So today the meal was uh, – I just made some linguine with with garlic and butter sauce and some shrimp in a Cajun and just mixed that all together, and it was delicious. And I presented to somebody who I already knew, my girlfriend. She loved it. I loved it. But I would have presented that meal to anybody today because that's what I made, and that's who I was in this moment with the ingredients that I have because I usually cook – uh, I'm not a proactive cooker. I'm a reactive cooker. I usually cook with what I have. So I'll go to the grocery store. What's on sale? Cool. And then I make meals based upon what I have. I don't usually pre-plan my meals because I don't have a lot of money to buy like stuff that I want. So I'm usually like, cool, tilapia is on sale. It's going to be some shitbird fish. Let's eat that this week. You know. So <laughs> So I think if you eat one of my meals, you'll probably be like, this guy's creative. He took some ingredients. He put them together. It's pretty good. And that's that's who I am. If you
4: visit, we're all getting peanut butter and jelly.
3: <laughs> so that's, that's uh, yeah, again, I have said that on the show a million times, but I really do. I think cooking is a lot more important than people think. And it's an art form that all of our parents or whoever our parents happen to be, our grandparents or whomever we were raised with instills in us that we don't even realize. But it is love and it is art at the same time. And even if it's spam or soup or a shake, you know, someone made something for you that you will consume and it's gone and you won't remember it in 10 years or you will, you know, it's cooking is incredible. So I really
1: do wish I enjoyed food in the way that you're describing it. I feel like I'm deficient as a person because <laughs> even on Thanksgiving, I was reflecting on this last week, um, a couple of weeks ago if you're, for the listeners, but on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving, you know, you eat all this. I ate my meal in I would say five to ten minutes because I eat really fast, and I have just no appreciation. The food is the thing that stops you from talking to each other, so I always find it to be kind of a deterrent. It's it's the thing you have to do to stay alive between when you can start talking again. And I <laughs> I really wish, I really wish I had a stronger appreciation in the way that you're describing for eating food because I, first of all, I just eat like an asshole and I just, (laughs) and I just, I just eat way too fast and it's, it's not, it's not becoming of a person. So I think I would struggle with that in this world you're describing, first of all, because people would hand me food that like, this is what I mean. Like, this is what I, I, and then capital M mean, I mean this and they would give me this and I would just eat it real fast and say, I wouldn't say anything. I would just look at them because I can't talk. And so uh, this world would be very difficult for me, but it's something I reflect on a lot. Like I really wish I could enjoy food better.
2: That's another aspect of this world is like how then you, you eat the meal. Like, like, yeah, if you, if you're making this for someone, are you also making a portion for yourself or you just like give it to them and like watch them eat it? Uh,
0: Chef's got to skim a little off the top. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> yes yes i feel like this
3: is communicative food exclusively like you could you could cook some for yourself i guess because like i kind of that's what i said i was doing i was saying this is what i ma- happen to make so i'm presenting it but i guess yeah i guess it can go either way Did i was you gonna
4: eat- say a chef, yeah exactly a chef yeah tastes along the way otherwise you don't know what's gonna be when you when you come at the end so like you got to
2: taste a little yeah
3: bit. yeah that's that's fair
2: so like some days like if you're not in the mood like you might just take it to go just be like, you know, thanks without saying thanks. You just kind of like take your plate and then just walk off. And you'll eat it later. You throw it in the fridge or <laughs> some nights you go through the drive through. So some
3: days I might present a Burger King sandwich and you're going to be like, well, who's this asshole? And some days I'm an asshole. So like, I don't think that's, that's far off from, from delivering who I am in those moments, you know, I, I could not present myself the same way, honestly, every day. But at
4: the same time, if you're going for the takeout, you're going to someplace that you want and you like. So, like, it's
1: enjoyable and it's revealing. Also, and also to speak to what Brian was saying, there's this other facet of this that we have not really explored is what do you do while they eat? Are you, are you going to look them in the eyes quietly or you, do you look away? <laughs> oh, I, di- I didn't explain in the world. Everybody has a very tiny spork, and
3: you only take one bite of it. You put it in your mouth. You go like this, <laughs> and then and then that's it. It's just to get to know each other.
0: So are they communicating back to you? Like, are you supposed to be reading, like, how they eat it as, like, some sort of response
3: yeah. to you? Well, here's the catch. You're doing the same thing because they also have to present that meal to you. It's not one-way street. We both have to get oh, to know okay. each it's other. It's It's like sniffing okay. asses okay. in the
1: dog world. You're going to share a little bit of everything. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So you both take a little time to eat and then and then you go on to more quiet and then you go do something else. Because that's, that's that's all the communication in this world. <laughs> that's it. And you shoot some hoops or something. I don't know. What do regular people do? So are married couples morbidly obese because all they can do is feed each other all the time and there's no talking?
3: I mean, we could do other things and eat with a person. You know that, Anthony, right? Like, well, yeah, I guess you could
1: sit and read, <laughs> but I feel like you would just be eating more if you're... Were- that's yes, true. I would be eating more. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
3: Yes. Everyone's morbidly obese. To your question. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. All right. In this world, everybody's morbidly obese. I guess that's another reason to serve, you know, a nice light smoothie, perhaps. Yeah. Right. Or, or yeah. A, couple, a, a pocket full
2: of oysters. Yeah. If I'm just eating a couple of oysters every time, I guess I can be in it for the long haul. So you know how you're stuck in a situation where you have to just be listening to somebody and you don't really want to. Do you like have to eat what you're presented? Like, so what if somebody just gives you shit, uh, like literal dog shit? Yeah.
1: Like human, human shit Ooh. or dog shit. Yeah. yeah
2: or human, whichever.
1: Or just like <laughs> something you don't like. Yeah. Under this,
3: under this new world. Yeah. I would, I would assume that if someone gave you literal shit, that's a, that's a message, right? Obviously. But I would also say that we would understand that some things might look worse than they are. Just like Greg was trying to convey with his spam and rice thing There might be
1: meals that you would try That you didn't think you would like Would you eat shit if I was gesticulating in such a way That it seemed delicious <laughs> You know I can't picture people yes But you know <laughs> You
2: know like, like you're you're presenting Like this is the shit after this, this Lobster meal that someone else pre- Presented to me So this shit is really good
1: Oh yes Oh I didn't even think about that that some human centipede type well, stuff well that brings up a like economic strata right if you have if you have the money to afford amazing ingredients in this world where you're only communicating through food do some <laughs> people have to wait for the stool to pass collect that stool and then be like this is <laughs> gonna be a little less good but might have the flavor of this really good stuff no
0: <laughs> what is this world <laughs> there there
1: there
2: has to be income inequality in every world that created yeah it's gonna chase us around
3: well, I'm I'm gonna dial it back and say that the ingredients that you can't afford are part of who you are, and so it's a little bit more of an honest world because we can't put a go- put our meal in a Gucci bag and then pretend that like we're better quote unquote better than we are. Like if you're making spam and rice, it's gonna come in a bowl just like any other meal. So you can present it fancily, but we we get we it's a, almost a great equalizer that we have to communicate through food. We can't have fancy talk. I mean, you know, our communication is the ingredients and, you know, there's like Ratatouille, the movie about the rat who cooks. Oh, my God. That's a traditional meal made of, of cheap ingredients that is, you know, that wins over the hearts of everybody, which I think is really cool. And and just like a soup or a shake or spam and rice or and oysters are a little fancier, but only because... They're expensive because they're harder to get. But let's say you got a guy. Maybe you're the guy, Anthony. Maybe you get yourself some shucking boots and some shucking tools, and you're you're going and getting these damn oysters yourself. You know, maybe these are uh, Anthony's of the land oysters. And so now I know, like, oh man, he's got dirt under his nails because he was out in the rocks. And-
1: <laughs> he's a real shucker. This guy's a real, real, honest-to-goodness shucker. I cannot imagine
3: a world where you would do anything like that, but it tickles me to think so. It is an
1: interesting thought to me. What would happen if language disappeared and we could only communicate through food? Would foods that we considered fancy disappear because they actually don't taste that great? You know, there's like this limit between... if you go like what? If you go really far ahead in, in what is considered fancy, I think there's often a line between grotesque and fancy, like there's this weird line, like something like maybe monkey's brains off the top of my head. Something that I find might be disgusting, but is considered in some circles to be a delicacy. Like I find that to be in my not cultured, maybe uh, experience to be patently disgusting. But do you think those kinds of distinctions would disappear? Like is anybody eating food that's considered fancy because of language? That's the question.
3: I, I'm going to go back and say, like, I think that, you know, spice is the variety of life. Or wait, variety is the spice of life. That <laughs> makes more sense. Let's go with that one. Yeah. Use take two. I'm going to leave both of those in. But so, whenever you're talking about certain quote unquote richer foods, I think it's just because it's different, like your fragua or your caviar. Yep. Those aren't foods that you would want to eat every day, but they're appealing because they're so extremely different than what we're used to. And so, that's neat because then whenever you eat your chicken fingers, you're like, Chicken fingers are fucking awesome because frog was really bitter, you know, but uh, there are are there are mega extremes, like you're saying, like like monkey brain. You're just like, why? Like, why am I or like the gold plated cheeseburger? Like, why? This is
1: this is just excess for excess sake. I think that's the question, though, is how much of that is the fault of language? Because we have communicated to each other that this has some kind of cultural value to be eating these things. And is it not really tasty at all? And we've actually built up, built up. This is art generally. This is not just food. This is how we conceive of art. It's like how much of that is actually language's fault. You know, that's that's an interesting question that would come into play. I think. And in a world where we couldn't speak anymore, would some of those things just filter out? And it would be an equalizer, like you're saying, because suddenly we couldn't compare in that way. I think
2: it kind of makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so hard to, to yeah, imagine this. I mean, world this because, world
1: is fucking nuts. Yeah, because
2: like. <laughs> so there's that. If, if communication is only through food, it's like, I, I'm just trying to imagine like the, the communication parts of our brain, like are they stimulated by like the tastes in our mouth solely or or is it, or is it the whole show of like we're talking about when somebody's cooking, it's like they're presenting it a certain way. I mean, is there still the appeal of like, you know, a fancy restaurant? The 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 plate is like is like a canvas, you know, and and it's about, you know, and they they make that look very presentable. Yeah, it it makes me wonder is like, is all of this still part of this fantasy world or not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just it's it gets really difficult to say to untangle those things. I I know at
3: least two two of you guys have young babies. Built into to the human nature as of now, not maybe in our, our eating world, when we're younger, we like sweet and we stray away from bitter and sour because in nature, uh, bitter and sour usually, or not usually, but can mean poisonous. But our older brains are able to distinguish using our eyes and using other means that this this is not poisonous, but it's bitter and this is and it's not. I love
0: poison.
1: Delicious.
3: (laughs) I'm old now. I love poison. Exactly. Because, you know, like cranberries or raspberries, they're red berries. But if you go into nature and you're looking for red berries red berries mean bad berries so we don't feed those to our babies because babies don't like sour and they they like sweet it's kind of like built into our human nature
1: yeah lizard brain stuff
3: yeah lizard brain. thousands of years of stuff so it'd be really interesting if our brains would digress because we can only communicate through food so w- would we not like people who are giving us bitter food you know like we would, we would we only like people that are
0: serving up sweet meals
2: would we just want breast milk all of our lives i think i'm,
0: I'm <laughs> catching up to what anthony was saying before where it's like Really, the bigger thing here is like the the deconstruction of language in this world would be such a huge equalizer because, like, you don't, yeah, like, there's no Donald Trump character. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you can't like serve food to everybody, you know. Like I don't know how. Like, yeah. What would his tweets
4: be? It's not a Trump steak. It's just a steak.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> By like, like, if, if just the whole world would be totally different. Like if everyone would just be like walking around in the same like burlap sacks, like eating salads and shit. You know, like be <laughs> like hippie paradise.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but maybe there is somebody so rich that's just like flying a plane over everybody, just chucking oysters down, and everybody's just ah, ah they're falling right. down to their <laughs> mouths and just. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, this Donald Trump character just keeps dropping oysters on me. Like, does capitalism (laughs) exist in this world? Well, I think the whole thing is that culture would break down in some ways. Like language
1: culture is based upon having the ability to kind of communicate value through how we talk about stuff, how we how we communicate anything. And so once that goes away, I do think there is going to be a real breakdown of society, but it'll be interesting the intervening years, like to see what happens to our tastes and what we consider valuable in that world before, I think what would happen at the end of the day is more akin to like, we're just going to want breast milk all day. Like, (laughs) We just want the things we always had.
4: I think I would rule the world with spam and rice, like spam fried rice. And I can make a vegan yeah. option without the spam and the eggs. I think I might rule the world because it's cheap. It's cheap to make rice with vegetables in it and soy sauce.
1: It's interesting to think about your great, 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 great times 10 grandkids, right? Because there would be these precedents set based upon how that, that person at the top of your family tree post-language was communicating anything with food.
3: Well, maybe every time you present that meal, they're playing the boom box and maybe they're playing an emo song or maybe they're playing, a, you know, like maybe maybe music is a great communicator. Like language might be dead, but that doesn't mean all other art forms with language are dead. Maybe people uh, lyrics
1: are, are lyrics. OK,
3: um, I mean, if not, even if without lyrics, we could still have a song that still inv- evokes a, an emotion. I see. So I maybe see. you could present it that way. I don't know how you would communicate that with an inner office email, <laughs> but like, you know, maybe there's still ways to communicate simple things you're still going to have to buy the ingredients to make the food so there's going to be some transactional language maybe maybe the language itself becomes like you always carry around an oyster or a corn dog and corn dog means yes and so whenever someone holds up a tomato which means do you want this you hold up the corn dog that says yes and the way that you <laughs> present yourself is whatever meal that you want to do this
1: is fucking crazy.
2: So there would still be like social media where uh, people just taking pictures of food. My, <laughs> those it, people that, are out of the curve. That would not change. That
1: actually would be
3: the only social media because that's the way that people would communicate. Yeah. Really, I just wanted to see what food you think represents you that you can make. That's... But I do love this world building that <laughs> we're doing. And I'm probably going to make a million dollar video game based off the idea. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Well, we really got to the bottom of that one. You just wanted to tell us about your linguine.
1: That's it. I did. I made a good meal. I just wanted to share.
4: He really just wanted to tell us about what he
0: made tonight. You were just like, "I'm a, I'm an awesome cook. My kitchen is sweet." I am an awesome cook. I love, and I again, and because to- I, I will, I, will, I've talked about this on too many episodes of this, but
3: like, I put love into my meals. Because it's create again. You've heard it. I don't have to do it again. But anyway,
1: I think that's a great place to end. What do you think, host Anthony? I think, yeah, I think that's a terrific place to call it. It's been, it's been wonderful. Uh, thank it's been you. Wild. It has been wild. This has been, this has gone off in lots of different directions, but that's okay. We welcome that kind of thing. On, let me ask you a question. But uh, I want to say thank you very much to Brian and Brian from Volcano Vinyl and. Congrats on reaching three hundred. I mean, I'm sad to sad to hear that it's ending, but I love that three hundred is a great is a great grand old number.
3: Yeah, and honored to be a part of. We're gonna be in the mix of the of the, of the last one. So thank you. Because for- of
4: you guys, I'm gonna try to destroy our podcast before two ninety nine.
0: It won't be hard. Uh now you guys, you guys are warriors. You guys are cranking them out, and uh,
1: you guys will get there for sure. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. And is there any uh, like social media or things that they could they can the our listeners can check out to listen to your stuff or check out what you got going on?
0: Uh, At Volcano Vinyl is the best place to
2: find us on everything, pretty much. And then,
0: how about personally for music? I know Brian, you've got your
3: own Bandcamp.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I I I do a whole bunch of different projects. I do also have BrianMedlin.bandcamp.com. That's some solo stuff. Uh, I have a little sideband that we didn't mention called Sun Opus that Mr. EJ yourself did uh, the cover to. The last thing we put out, it was kind of like a goofy little cover of an 80s song, but it was for charity. Then that's still up, sunopus.bandcamp.com. It might be on Spotify too. I don't
3: even remember. I had the pleasure of doing both album covers, might I tout. I mean, I, I had such a fun time doing all
0: right, it. All
1: right, Mr. Linguini. I'm a great cook. <laughs> Enough. <laughs>
2: no, thanks for having us on. I mean, it, it's a pleasure. I'm glad we're not in that universe. I'm yeah, glad we're in a world where we can too. get together and communicate <laughs> yeah. through Zoom and just and people can hear it through a podcast. And I, I, I like this world better. I like this world better, too. It'd
4: be a really weird world. If we were just presenting each other food on video without any audio medium at all.
3: Be a lot of slurping sounds. Get ready to only receive food pics from me for the next week,
1: uh, Anthony and Greg. <laughs> so that's just, that's how we're going to communicate. But yeah,
2: get ready for Anthony to just throw
1: oysters at the webcam. <laughs> I'm going to try and figure out how to communicate with slurp sounds. <laughs>
2: oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Maybe laptops would have, like, sensors or something on it, too, in this world. We could go on and on about this world. We could go on and on.
1: Oddly, (laughs) it's a very rich world, it turns out. Uh, Good to know. Well, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Dial in or text at 929-352-6173. You can click that link now to text us questions. We love write-ins. We've been getting more write-ins, and we really appreciate it. And we love asking them on the show. And you can also hit us up on Insta or Twitter at LamayakPod. You can send us an email at letmeaskyouaquestion at gmail.com or go to moot.tv, listen to our other podcasts, buy all the swag. It's the holiday season. Get in the spirit with uh, a mug with Greg's face on it. Yeah. That sounds Christmassy, right? Yeah. In Hawaii, that's very Christmassy. That's close to how they say it. We wow. Just lost our Hawaiian audience, but yeah, the guy who's talking <laughs> about spam and rice all night can't say it. That's great. <laughs> yeah,
4: what? That's
3: exactly it. You unappreciative fuck. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Uh...
3: I, I, I am. We've also got I a am. subreddit at Lemayak Pod. Thank you to the people that are there. Reddit is a fun place. More, we're more active there than, uh, for sure, the other social media places, but. Feel free to hit us up wherever you want to. Uh, we will try to do a better job at letting you know who our future guests are, so you can ask them questions directly. Like Anthony said, nine two nine three five two six one seven three. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Very much a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And you can listen to us next time on "Let Me Ask You a Question." <laughs> Mood.tv TV. ooh, ah,
1: two Ooh, ooh, ah, ooh. Ooh. ah. Ooh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>